Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So many people are now headed down under to the Land of Wonder for a year or two. And it's kind of part now of growing up. There was a time when emigration was very final and a letter home took a month to get here and there was maybe one phone call when you could afford it. But now the world is a much smaller place. So loads of people are travelling. Now, we used to talk regularly to Denise Curtin. Uh, she writes or wrote for Stellar Magazine. and We talked showbiz, we talked celebrity, we talked telly. In fact, with Patrick Keelty on the Late Late Show tonight, we'd probably have talked to Denise about that in a previous life. And then she went and vanished on us. And I've only discovered this week that Denise is in Sydney. <laughs> How long have you been there, Denise? Morning. Good morning. I have been there since October 2022. And just thinking about it there, I was like, geez, we're coming on a year now, which is just crazy because time absolutely flies and especially over here it seems because I just can't believe it's nearly been a year since I left my beloved Ireland and moved to Sydney Yeah, Why did you want to go or did you want to go? I definitely wanted to travel I, I, to be honest I wasn't completely set in stone with Sydney at the very beginning I was kind of unsure I knew I wanted to go somewhere but I didn't know where and then my boyfriend Sean the two of us sat down and we thought okay let's list out all the places we'd like to go and by kind of a process of an elimination we came to Sydney we thought okay they speak English there they drive on the same side of the road mm-hmm. it should we have lots of friends there of course as well so it should be quite an easy adjustment and I, um, it's safe to say it has been such an easy adjustment. We absolutely love it here. It's just, it's paradise. It really is. Weather-wise, for sure, big difference. Yeah, and it's um, it's expected to be an extremely hot summer for us because it's um, going to be heading into summer now around November time. And mm. the predictions of the heat are just astronomical. They're already even doing some backburning and preparing for bushfires so that we don't get another run of them like what happened in 2019. So, um, yeah, the, the temperatures are set to soar this summer. Yeah, I mean, it's springtime there now. Um, you, you know what life is like in September here at home. Weather has depreciated badly in the last couple of days. What's what's it like now, springtime in Sydney? It's hot. It's very hot. And it's actually hotter than usual, I'm being told by locals. Um, we're getting, like in Sydney alone, we're getting highs of 27, 29 degrees, which is not the usual springtime here. The usual springtime here is about like... 18 to 20 degrees so yeah. it's it's quite significantly hotter but um i'm not complaining because obviously i just literally adore the heat so any yeah. opportunity i can to go to the beach i'm there how close are you to a beach 
a 10 minute walk so the suburb I live in is called Randwick which is a massive suburb for Irish people alongside Coogee that got renamed County Coogee due to the amount of Irish people there so um, that's where I'm based close to the sea. So let's talk about living in Sydney for a start compared to say living in in Dublin or Cork. Cost of living what Mm -hmm. have yourself and Sean got and what's it cost you? It's, do you know what? It's it's expensive. It's quite similar to home in a lot of ways, I won't lie. The cost of renting an apartment is pretty similar to what I was paying in Dublin. The cost of doing a food shop, pretty similar to what I'd be paying in like the likes of Super Value, Dunn's, that kind of thing. Of course, there's Aldi here as well, which is great, you know. Mm. Yeah, it'd be quite similar in price. And then the only thing that is significantly higher is definitely your wages. Your wages are a lot higher than they are in Ireland, which then means that the money that you do spend on, let's say, rent and your food shopping and the things that are similar in Ireland, you're left with more disposable income, which is nice because it's not something I saw in Dublin ever. What, the the Australian dollar, it is about one and a half to the euro or one and a third to the euro or something like that, isn't that it? That's it, that's it exactly, yeah. Yeah. And what about taxes then, Denise, like taxes on income taxes? So when you're on a working holiday visa like I am, so it's the visa 417, you pay a standard tax of 15%. So that also helps a lot compared to 15. what we were taxed in Ireland, you know, when you're just, yeah, 15. <laughs> and, yeah, that's, and that's 15. it? Yeah, that's it. It doesn't change no matter. Now, like if, if you're making, you know, let's say two grand, 2,000 Australian dollars a week, or if you're making 4,000 Australian dollars a week, you're just taxed at 15. I think up until like your first, is it 40 or 50,000? So yeah, yeah, Crikey, crikey. Now you're working as a network editor. I sure am, yeah. So my whole plan when I was moving to Sydney, I thought, okay, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from the journalism. I still write a column back home for Stellar Magazine, the, the job I was working in before I moved to Australia. So I was like, I'll keep that going on the side. And then aside from that, maybe I'll just take a total break from media. But of course, when you plan to take a break from something, it finds a way of following you. So when I moved over here, I got a job as network digital editor in News Corp. So News Corp oversees loads of different outlets and publications. And I'm working across four major ones, which would be the Daily Telegraph, the Courier Mail, the Adelaide Advertiser and the Herald Sun. So they span across New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and Queensland. So there's Mm -hmm. one in each kind of state you could say and my job is just to kind of edit across the board on the websites that sounds like an exciting gig it is exciting you know it's it's really really exciting and it's lovely to see how different media outlets work in different parts of the world because i'm you know so used to it in ireland it's really nice to just see how how it's operated somewhere else so yeah i really really am loving it and you know the australians are just so much crack that we get on so well in the office and everything i can't i honestly can't complain there's a thing we had some australians through this building over the years and i always got on very well with them they don't mince their words they if if they think something they're gonna tell you and you need a skin like crocodile to work you around do. them. And you know what? I think that's the one great thing about already working in media is that you have that skin to begin with. So when you go to Australia, you don't even bat an eyelid, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're really, they really do tell it how it is. But it's nice, you know, because there's no rubbish with them either, you could say. Like, they just... Um, they're quite straightforward, and it's it, it's nice because uh, it's definitely it's definitely a change. Yeah, I know that when they when I worked with them here, those that were here, they liked being in Ireland. Do, do they like you guys being there with them? Do they like the Irish? 
to be honest, it depends on who you meet. I think it, be, it can be quite hit and miss. Some people love the Irish, and the ones that have probably had a bad experience with Irish, there's a bit of an eye roller, like, God, there's so many of you here kind of thing. Yeah. But most of the experience I, experiences I've had have been good ones. And they're like, good. oh, we do love the Irish, you know. you know, We do bring a lot of crack and things like that. I know it's so cliched to say, hmm. but um, even in the offices and things like that, they really do love the humour of Irish people. And in ways, it's quite similar to Australians. So, um, hmm. so yeah, we, we, get, we get on quite well together. We really do. There's a pub culture there, like there's a pub culture here. Absolutely. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. They absolutely, the Australians love to drink, so they do. So <laughs> we definitely get on in that department anyway. And the bars, the nightlife and everything here, it's great. It really, really is. It definitely closes earlier than it does in Ireland. Oh, really? Australians love to get up at the crack of dawn and go to bed early. That's one thing I've really noticed. And I'm like, geez, 12 p.m. and everyone's ready for bed. And then if you go f- walk the beach at five, six in the morning when the sun is rising, it is absolutely packed with people out walking their dogs, running, exercising. It's a very healthy way of life that they have and they love getting up early. And you know what? It's so easy to get up early when everyone else around you is doing the same thing. I even find it in Ireland during the summer when you've got the bright mornings, you jump out of bed compared to you you do in the winter, you know? You do. So, yeah, I love it. I love getting up early and I love walking down to the beach and seeing people out exercising and starting their day and everything. It's so nice. And then, obviously, when you wake up early, you're more tired earlier in the evening. So then you kind of fall into the nice Australian way of life of getting up early and going to bed early. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Is there an exercise culture that goes along with that? Oh, yeah, mad in Sydney anyway. The exercise culture is crazy. I feel like the only thing that you see on a Saturday and Sunday morning is people in gym gear. Like, you see no one in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt until about 2 p.m. Everyone is just kitted out <laughs> in gym gear. And I'm only speaking for Sydney alone because I don't know what it's like in, yeah. other, in other cities, but Sydney is crazy on the gym. Even like trying to book a gym class on Saturday or Sunday morning, you have to book them days in advance because they'd be booked out for like the 6, 7, 8 a.m. slots. Really? 6 o'clock on Saturday yeah. oh, morning? Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And the night out, like the pub price of a point, Denise? It would be probably the equivalent of about nine euro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about $15 for a pint. And then the big common thing over here is that people drink schooners, which is half a pint. It's like a small kind of... The best way I could describe it is like a little kind of stumpy glass. Stubby. And it's Stubbies, they call yeah. them in, in the Australian strain language. Yeah, stubbies. It's not yeah, quite exactly. a pint and it's not quite a half point. Yeah. And they would be about nine to eleven dollars. Seven yeah. or eight euro. Yeah, about seven quid. Yeah, oh, yeah at home. So <laughs> yeah, it's an expensive night out. Yeah, what about a burger and chips on the way home then? Oh yeah, that's expensive too. Like maybe like seventeen, eighteen dollars. Like probably heading towards twenty. Twenty or fifteen quid. 
Yeah, and then a cocktail, the average price of a cocktail is about $24. So you'd only be wanting one cocktail with your dinner. $20, $20, probably what? Fifth, uh, would that be 15 euro? Yeah, about 15, 16 quid. So mm. yeah, like again, yeah, anytime it, you convert the prices, it's not too dissimilar to no, home. No, I mean, they're about, four, they're about 14 quid, 12 to 14 euro down in downtown now, the moment for a cocktail. So yeah, yeah. it's expensive enough. So not too far off it. Yeah. And the one great thing in Sydney is they do fantastic happy hours. So happy hours are great ways of saving money if you're going out <laughs> drinking for the night. Trust the <laughs> Irish girl to find the happy hour. <laughs> Denise, get, get, getting around public transport. Public transport's fantastic in Sydney. Yeah, it's absolutely. You have the light rail, which is quite similar to the Lewis in Dublin. And then you have just the, the normal bus service. That's mm. fantastic too. And they all run on time, which is absolutely great. And then Uber is the major thing at night time. Uber runs the streets. I right. don't even really know if people actually flag taxis anymore, but Uber, Uber would be the major one. What's the cost of a bus? Is it cheap? Oh, it's so cheap. Yeah, I think when you tap, so you just tap on with your phone mm. on the bus, you know, like your contactless card, your Apple Pay, that kind of thing. And it's always about, what is it? It's about about one fifty, about $1.50. Okay. So it's probably only about 80 cents. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, it's about it's one thirty-five with a leap card here in Corks. That that's that's not too bad. But there's more buses and they're and they're more frequent. And do they they probably run later as, as well? There's another thing that you brought up that we t- talked about a lot here in the program recently: cashlessness. Is is Sydney gone cashless, or do people still spend cash? Sydney is super cashless. Uh, I don't even know how often I have actual physical cash on me. Very, very rarely. I think, I think in most places, if you pulled out a twenty dollar note, they'd be like, "Oh, what do I do with this?" You know, because everything is tap. People are putting in the price into you know the the scanner for tapping your card before you even say that you're paying with card. Quite wow. you know quite similar. Like Dublin was kind of going that way as well before yeah. I left. So yeah, yeah, a, it's yeah. all kind of heading towards towards a cashless society, isn't it? Yeah, you have the choice though, I suppose, if you wanted to pay with cash. That's the big discussion here of late that you still have the choice. I'd be so pro-card, but I know there's so many people, like my dad included, who still loves using cash. So, (laughs) so I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, Yeah. I just find it so convenient and you're not dealing with change and that kind of thing. So you're there on a holiday visa, which means what, two years. You used to talk to me before about wanting to live in Cork. Is that still on the radar? Oh, it still is. Yeah, Cork is my home home. You know, it's it's where all my family live. It's, you know, where I grew up, where my friends live. So Cork is still the main goal. Sydney is just a bit of fun before I eventually head back there, you know. So, um, so yeah, Cork is, is definitely still on the radar. And I even, like, keep up to date with everything that's happening in Cork and so on and so forth because, like, I'm just so Go on, tell me you listen. Home, tell me you, know? you listen. Go on, tell me you listen. <laughs> I listen to you, PJ, every day. I don't miss a show. Yeah. Lastly, um, for people, because I know there's loads of them, thinking and planning to do what you do. And I, I, I often say to people, I have very few regrets in life, but the one thing I, one, regret, one regret I do have is that I didn't do what people like you are doing uh, when I was a lot younger. What advice would you give them with regard to, to setting out for that couple of years? 
just jump and do it you know it's something that I never saw myself doing because I thought I was always too scared to do it I thought that you know I had gotten too deep into my career that I didn't have the opportunity to leave I thought so many things and I just got extremely comfortable and when you get comfortable you don't have the same kind of ambition or fire underneath you to go but my best advice is to do it and it's something you'll never regret the hardest part is up until the airport and then once you leave it's just phenomenal and it's just such an eye-opening chance to learn it's so exciting there's just so so much of the world to see and like you said it's just one regret you don't want to have you don't want to regret not traveling while you can so i would say to anyone just do it and like my parents always said to me if you don't like it you can always come home mm-hmm. so it's it's worth trying as as liam riley wrote years ago in that wonderful song flight of pearls those big airplanes go both ways exactly exactly because i think a lot of people think when you go to australia you have to commit to it when in fact you really don't you know if you come here and you hate it you can turn around and you can go home, you know. So, you know, and it won't be for everyone, but I can assure you that you need to try it in order to make up your mind. Denise, enjoy the rest of your time there. We'll talk again. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you, Denise. God, she's loving it out there. Would you blame her? Courts 96 FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.